0: Don't let someone steal your great idea. Register a domain name now and put your idea online. GoDaddy is offering one new or transfer.com for the low price of two dollars and ninety-five cents, two hundred ninety five. Whether you're building your dream business or starting a website for fun, visit GoDaddy.com and enter the code Cren two nine five K-R-E-N-N N two nine five at checkout. It's go time. Some limitations apply. See website for details.
1: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Jim Crenn No Restrictions Podcast. We are worldwide, we are nationwide on the Sideshow Network. The boys are in studio, they're at Talent Network Inc. Terry Jones, John Evans, Mike Wysocki. Ladies and gentlemen, Jim Crenn.
0: Jim Crenn, No Restrictions on the Sideshow Network. Produced by Josh Folio, we've got Dave Settemeyer. Frank Merger, Corey Gale, Wayne Weil, Ryan the intern, who's missing. I think he's back. be he back. Yeah, okay. And we have uh, John Evans, Mike Weisaki, Terry Jones, and myself here in the studio on Mike, uh, Terry uh, is uh, not here today. He's on the road, so he uh, won't be in. And want to thank uh, uh, the Sideshow Network. Of course, uh, Prime Core Group, uh, the collections agency, corporate collections in, here in Pittsburgh. Go to primecoregroup.com. And I want to announce, uh, uh, we have uh, a couple couple events we're going to talk about. Uh, I get Bark in the Dark, which is next week. Wait, let's see, when you hear this, which as you're listening to this, it's going to be the, as I look at my thing here, 23rd, 23rd. So as you listen to this show, which will be the 21st, it is on Saturday. So I'll see you Saturday night. <laughs> I figured that all out in my head. <laughs> see, that's how good I am. Quick I, math. You didn't know it was that good math. And I had you? no idea. Yes. So that's why I would pull out my phone mm-hmm. to help me on the calendar. So it's 23rd. It's at North Park, Bark in the Dark. It's going to be a lot of fun. It's for animal friends. Go to com. We got all, all the details. Uh, also, want to talk about... Uh, oh, real quick, want to thank Wild Bill once again from Deadliest Catch, our Deadliest Carp Video is a hit. I loved it. It was so much fun doing Deadliest Carp. <laughs> wow, Bill Terry was really funny in that too. And thank you again to Wild Bill. Uh, check it out on YouTube. Go to JimCran.com. dot com. It's all over. Look for the new the new series. I'm sure A and E will pick it up. Deadliest Carp. I'm pretty sure it's mm-hmm. going to happen. I'm
1: hearing rumors already. Are you? Hear, yeah, that's I thought. Mm-hmm.
0: It's a dangerous scheme. Should I'm in be, the know, and I'm hearing rumors. people are intrigued intrigued by it. Mm-hmm. People are really intrigued by this. So, you know. Carp fishing is just fascinating. It's good, good stuff. <laughs> but hey, I just want to open the show up. It's it's a bummer, uh, but I have to say because I love this lady, we, the, our mayor, our former mayor, uh, Sophie Masloff passed away. She was ninety six years old. Sophie was mayor of our city, you know, several years ago. But she was such a nice lady. Yeah, in, in the late eighties, early nineties, when she was mayor, and I started on uh, the radio, she was the Besides Stanley P. Kachowski, who's probably the first character I did, the first local impression was probably was Sophie. And Sophie was just such a character when she was mayor. I mean, she she's 96 as she passed, as so she was, you know, in her 70s then, I guess. Yeah, yeah. As mayor. And she was this cute little lady who looked like your aunt or something as, as your mayor. And I think that's what she was... People just loved her. She was the first... The funny thing was when you saw her as mayor, you thought, well... Look at this lady, you know, what, how inventive could she be on the political side? Do you know she was the first person, John, to come up with a stadium idea, with new stadiums? Oh, yeah? She would have saved hundreds, hundreds of millions of dollars had we listened to her at that time. They said she was crazy. They absolutely crushed her in the press. I remember that the drawing exact, almost
1: looked like Heinz Field. Very really close. Not, same spot right next to Three Rivers.
0: Basically the same spot. Sophie comes up with this. idea says, hey, you know, we should give them stadiums and, and keep to keep the team. It'll secure them here in Pittsburgh, and we need the major league teams to have a major league city kind of thing. And she was on the money on all that stuff. It was kind of interesting as, as time went on to see that she had more foresight than we had thought. She did other nice, great things. She's a politician her entire life. Mm-hmm. One of the things, uh, John, I, I you weren't here at the time in Pittsburgh. I used to really, when I did the impression, <clears throat> I really got on it, and, and at the time, radio wasn't so FCC-strict. It was a lot looser FCC-wise. In other words, I could say almost anything but drop an
1: F-bomb. Thank you, Janet Jackson.
0: Yeah, Janet Jackson pretty much ruined it. She Her ruined Her that
1: ugly boob. Uh-huh, that right? one Justin titty costed. I know. Yeah, that mushy,
0: weird-looking boob that Justin Timberlake pulled out. Yeah, messed it all up. But before that, in the late 80s, when I started late 80s, when I was on radio, it was almost... Like a cable television version of things, the way you can especially on a, depending on your format, the rock and roll format was just built for us, for us John, for yeah. radio. You know, Mikey, it was mm-hmm. built for comedians. The comedy clubs were booming in the eighties. I was a child of the comedy clubs. Six years in the comedy clubs, three years headlining. All of a sudden, I was just groomed for radio. When I came in back home to guest, I was doing graffiti, and that's and boom. I landed the job at, at the at WDV, and. My partner and I, Scott Paulson, at the time, you know, we, we, had, we had a great time. And the show starts rolling. We start getting huge. And I start working on this impression of Sophie Maslow because she had such a distinctive voice. And she, there was a certain kindness to her, too. And that's one of the things when you're doing impressions and characters, it'll, it'll really hit if you can do the impression in the, in the person is beloved by people because you you're just connecting kind of, mm-hmm. especially the fact she's a politician. You can lampoon her in a sense because of the political side, but she's well liked. She, and as I got to know her as a person she really, she was genuine she was really a good person but her voice was so uh, had this scratchy Pittsburgh-y kind of thing that we would love here in Pittsburgh we all have an aunt like that or whatever it's like you know and, and she thank you very much yeah what's her voice <laughs> and my favorite thing was when Pens win the first cup and we're doing a big championship 91 I guess and, and we're doing a parade and Sophie is at the point and she screams, "Scratch my back with a hacksaw," but it, but it's kind of muffled, you know. He's like, "Scratch my neck with a hacksaw," but it sounded when she said it sounded like "snatch." Mm-hmm. It sounded like you know, but it was back, but it's the way it muffled at that time. It's like,
2: "Scratch my snatch with a
0: hacksaw." Like so, I started doing, redid it for the radio. I said, "Well, here's the tape of Sophie at the you know the rally," and then of course I did the impression going, "Scratch my snatch with a hacksaw." that that was the when the impression was kind of born it it was kind of it got mm-hmm. big and and so from there i the first time i met her i didn't so i had been messing with her for a while like doing the impression and i waited like about 9 10 months later i was at a charity event and she walks up to me and little Sophie looks at me and she said,
1: do me <laughs> she said that <laughs> she said,
0: do me it was so funny i know i couldn't laugh <laughs> But she said it said Sophie, do me jimmy so i did her i did the impression oh, yes. <laughs> and So she was really kind and and she was you know, way like I said, she had that vision, she was hip, like she was smart. She knew she didn't say, Hey, stop doing the impression. I mean I'm going scratch my snatch with a hacksaw. Yeah. She could have easily said you know, stop that shit or kicking the balls or whatever. But she did not say that. She said, Jim, keep it up, man. I think it's funny. Love it. And she, you know, the station was the number one show in the city, and, and she knew people listened. And I was impressed by that, that it was her confidence, and, you know, that she didn't say anything. So we got to know each other more and more, and we did this big thing where they redid the Smithfield Street Bridge. For whatever we. you don't know why bits become popular. You have no idea, you know, these weird things that come out of our imaginations, why they become you wildly popular. But this one bit became the signature bit. Probably that one of the three or four that uh, in my 24 year career that people remember and have be Sophie. Uh, we were commemorating the Smithfield Street Bridge, and we were going to do an interview with her, and she was late, and so I, I'm stalling, John. Yeah, Oop, Scott, my partner is talking. So she says, you know, what we I said, ah, just interview me as Sophie, you know, till she gets here, I'll just be her till she gets here. Mm-hmm. For some weird reason, I had this idea of her bungee jumping off the Smithfield Street Bridge to commemorate the refurbishment or op- reopening of it or whatever. So Scott says, hey, it he was so fierce, bungee jumping, and I just did a stupid thing. I was like, you know, the echo, we would win, fake win. But I was on the bridge, actually. It was a live broadcast. Number. But, we, you know, I was like, okay, I'm ready to on it. And I jumped. I went, ah! <laughs> like like, and pulled the mic going, <laughs> <laughs> ah! Yeah, ah! Yeah, let's go! Or whatever. And it became... Till this day, people walk up to me. Ah. Like, so yeah, so but it, so then Sophie finally showed up, uh, and you know we we did the interview. I have a photo of that at home. I will get that. I'm going to put that on jimcran.com. I'll get that photo. To- Get Frankie, to get that up of her and I uh, standing on a bridge that day. Well,
1: it's cool she was okay with the word snatch. I mean, she was born in 1917 during <laughs> the Woodrow Wilson <laughs> administration.
0: And that was the milder one <laughs> bit that
1: I did with her. Yeah.
0: <laughs> I did Sophie Vader. Yeah. You know, She was cool with all of it. She was cool with all of it. Yeah. She, uh, yeah, always treated me so well. And, and, and the, the neat thing was they, uh, I got roasted or, you know, my 20 years in radio 08 in, uh, she, she came out to the roast. wasn't feeling well in, you know. In her, this is what 2008 I'm talking mm-hmm. about. So she's is, you know, she's in her 80s at this point, late 80s, and she come out. She came out to roast me, man, and she was so kind. And every and we had like Comedy Central this roast. Like people were just coming at me like triple X stuff, and she comes out the nicest thing in the world. And, and my wife Hetty was walking with her, get her to get her, bring her back to her car. And her granddaughter was there. And Sophie looks at goes, I was really hard on Jimmy. I hope he's not mad at me. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Can't be at a roast. That's what after it's all, all those about. years. So, yeah, it's like you know, she's so,
0: that's how kind she's kind lady. She'll be missed, man, and, and you know, mm-hmm. always in our hearts. We love love you, Sophie. You'll live on forever, Sophie Maslow, a, a brilliant, brilliant woman, brilliant woman and politician, and just a you know a, a kind kind soul so we'll miss you sophie and thank you for making my making my radio career i appreciate that <laughs> she did But anyway so as we as we move on guys so how was your week john how you been man
2: well, i've been great uh i lost my voice a couple weeks ago which is the first time i've ever been on stage and Lost not, and and not been able to do what I normally do. What
0: did you do? Did you do like sign language? No, or did no. You I just perform? I just powered
2: through it, and I found out that I couldn't really hit higher notes, or just mm-hmm. like a. B- range of voices, yeah. so I just started going for the low stuff, and after a while, I started talking like the uh, <laughs> like in-between Sling Blade the guy, and the manager of Major League. Give him the heater, Ricky. <laughs> so I just started, you know, getting down low like this here. <laughs> and I would do the same jokes, my act, but with a lower volume. Low register. Yeah. The, really? The I really did. I, oh, yeah,
1: yeah. Did it cancel out Man of a Thousand Voices? <laughs> I, reckon, I reckon I'll make you laugh. Mm-hmm. I Wow that, Yeah No it was tough. really scary It was the, really the, scary
2: the, It's never happened to me In 18 years Of doing stand up It was frightening I I uh, I I, I've ex- I experienced that
0: uh, Three Three four times For some reason you know, If I do I don't do this anymore But when I was in the Clubs Like that's why You do six Eight shows a week and for some reason, every once in a while, three different times, actually, I got, I got some kind of laryngitis where my voice started wearing. Was yours
2: from wearing out? Mine was from wearing out. So I do a lot of impressions and characters. My it, son know, was s- sick, and then so uh, he passed it. Well, it was some kind of stomach bug or something, and he passed it on to Leah, or, or, or and maybe it was a uh, like a nasal something, right? but, uh, but, it but it she a, lost her kind of voice. Flu. She lost her voice, and then I was like... Psh you sound ridiculous and then um <laughs> you know uh, five days later i yeah, lost my right. like, hey voice. Like, oh, you? you're gonna go back
0: to the club and they're gonna go like, wow is that the same guy <laughs> yeah so
2: yeah i felt very weird about it but uh no it, it it had to take a couple days off and then i was in syracuse and everything was fine back to Damn. almost normal you know I, and then I, I started getting better and then a couple days ago i started getting a little bit sick again and then i I, uh, I bought this wonder elixir called el- Elderberry Extract. El- Wait, el- really? Elderberry Extract. Elderberry Extract. It's just elderberries juiced up, put in a little thing like cough syrup, yeah, and you do little shots of it, and it's supposed to uh, not only get you... Better, but it's supposed to boost your immune system if you take it regularly. Oh, I thought it
0: was going to say get you get high.
2: I was going to go and get it.
0: I went from like, not <laughs> having,
2: a, I went from not having a voice to like being able to talk like the next day after doing like three shots of it. So There's I'm a full sponsor. believer. It. In I'm can telling be, you,
0: we could all talk about it. You believe elderberry,
2: elderberry extra. extract? I can get it at, uh, at your uh, at your local pharmacy. Your, no, uh, your we'll Rite gr- Aid. We'll grow
0: our own. Next year, you'll get your potted special potted plants, Johnny. We'll grow our own elderberry. <laughs> 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 well I, i'm glad I'm glad you're right. Welcome back. you know it's funny, Johnny. When you think of our job I, I was thinking of it when you were saying it, how you couldn't speak and how you know you had to go to a lower register and stuff, yeah. and it was like a little fear came over me because we take everything for granted our health and everything for granted, right. and, and everything you do in performance. It comes down to your voice, right? Yeah, and your health. Because if you're not feeling good, yeah, how do you? It's harder to perform. Mike, mm-hmm. you've done it. You've been sick performing, yeah, it's, or in pain of some sort. It's not easy. It's
1: not. No, and, and it's, it's it's a fear, isn't it? It's weird. You somehow get through it though. Either of you ever had to, when you're on stage, ever had to sneeze? Or yeah. go to the bathroom. i ne- luckily it's never I, happened to me. I've never had to stop neither. and sneeze. I had to do the I've bathroom. never had to really just go to the bathroom during. A- For some reason, I think your body knows what's going on. It shuts down the other functions.
0: I think when yeah, so you know why? I don't know what it
1: is. If you think of how often and sometimes in a day you do either one of those things, but like, it's never happened when I've been on stage. It's th- kind of weird. Y- yeah,
0: I think we're in a fighter. Someone told me they said when you're on stage, you're in a, a fight or flight type thing. You know It's that right. type feeling mm-hmm. Or whatever So maybe that's when You don't whiz You know Because yeah. when you're flying You don't want to piss On Might people That'd be an awful feeling <laughs> 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 I
1: fighting. really got you, to shit I gotta get you, this punchline
0: <laughs> Yeah, if you fought When you fought You whiz That'd be horrible You'd be the worst fight You'd be the, I'd be Jimmy the Wizard Crying if I p- pissed <laughs> While wizard. I was fighting That'd be my nickname <laughs> There I was not to do that
2: There was a, a <laughs> There was a comedian In uh, IP, You know you're gonna Get knocked out <laughs> A guy and You remember You ever heard Chris Fonseca Who was in a mm-hmm. wheelchair He's got He's uh, got Uh, Some kind of uh, uh, affliction. I'm not sure what it is, but he's uh, he's done like Letterman and stuff. And um, he, uh, I guess, one time on stage, he was doing some heavy drinking, I guess, and uh, that was the old. He's sober now. Yeah, but uh, the bathroom on stage. But (laughs) in his wheelchair and said, "Hold on, you guys. I'll be right back." Wheels himself off stage. Goes to the bathroom. Leaves. Wow! nobody on stage. <laughs> <laughs> the the feature uh, he tells like the MC or the feature to go back up there and talk to him while he's, well, he's tell, while he's taking a leak yeah like hey you gotta you gotta go you gotta go man mm-hmm. uh, so far knock what it has not happened yeah, i remember no, this girl support. going back up there like oh well this is weird
0: I always, go, I always, yeah, I take a whiz right before I walk on stage.
2: Oh, I do too. Yeah,
0: You do? it must be a, a common ritual for every performer, right?
1: Yeah, I can show you whiz first. Got gotta it, whiz yeah.
0: ten minutes before. Whatever, Just always to make sure so everything's out. Yes, and I tell me if we agree on this. I'm always ten minutes or fifteen before, not like immediately before, because you don't want to walk up with a wet spot.
1: No, you give time to dry wet. in case yeah. there is one
0: Accident happens, you're mm-hmm. done, right? Yeah You have yeah. the little wet spot, what are you going to do? Can't hide it mm-hmm. They know what it is <laughs> There goes your opening ten. I know
2: but This no. is the kind of insightful uh, information that we give we talk young, about. young comics That's yeah. Yeah. right <laughs> We're building yeah. You know what made me think of this though was
0: and I, I don't want to, I definitely don't want to get into a serious show or anything, so we'll, we'll t- touch on this, but we should touch on him because he was the, one of the greatest comedians of all time. Robin Williams, when you were saying it, Johnny, about your throat and everything, I, I read yesterday, I didn't know this until I read this article when his wife said that Robin uh, had the early stage on early stages of Parkinson's disease, right? And I, I guess he maybe he thought he couldn't perform in a year or two or something you know if you took away his performance i thought how could you throw that away even if you were broke because you have this great talent and you can go on stage you perform and that euphoric rush yeah you get even the i understand depression is a disease and a serious one mm-hmm. but but you know he had all those gifts and you say well maybe that was part of the where he thought his gift was taken away because of parkinson's disease where he possibly in his mind anyway and then you see these cur- people who's courageous, like uh, Michael J. Fox, who sent him a you know note or knew him pretty well, and mm-hmm. sent his wife you know a, a caring note also. But and I thought I thought that too when I read that I was like Jesus, Michael J. Fox, what you know, what a heart and guts he's <sighs> right fighting. He's now. like fucking, I'll take the i a ride. Robin probably guess for whatever reason, maybe because of his disease of depression, he couldn't take that
2: ride. There might be something to that, you know. Uh, that, that's a scary thing to to know that that can be – your brain can be taken away from you slowly. Uh, with that slowly. And depression,
1: to... and he had, like, this heart surgery. Yeah. And just a bad yeah. combination, and he had a problem with alcohol and just everything hitting you at once, and the TV show canceled, and it's just – And I think – Shit. It's shit, yeah. My, and I think my theory
0: and my thoughts were that maybe he was able to beat it before because in the back of his mind, you know, John, he'd have another shot, like he say. I could perform. You think about Robin Williams could go down to any, any studio and get another eight-show deal, at least, yeah. to, to pilot and keep it going. But the wild card now is he's, that, is he's that sick, a serious illness, that I guess he felt he couldn't overcome, whereas guys like Michael J. Fox did or are beaten. I mean, as far as... Michael J., man, he had a nice turn as an actor and rescued me about four or five years ago. So I was really, it was really one of his best roles. He played this crazy guy. Yeah. You know, it was dating uh, the dating lead's girlfriend, or wife, ex-wife. But, it, uh, but,
2: yeah, it's interesting.
0: He was such a great actor, such a great comedian. Was he one of your favorites, John?
2: Of, I, I, lo- I like a lot of his stuff. I, as far as him being a comic. Yeah, was he an influence? I wasn't real. Uh, I mean, it was... Uh, something that I remember seeing early on, and uh, but I I don't, I don't wouldn't consider him an influence because he was so manic, and I w- I'm like really the opposite of that. Yeah. Um. But I have a, like an incredible amount of respect right. for him, and um, and I love several of his movies, not all of them. Um,
0: well, he he would say that, in the, in his, you know. But it's it is it's a, it's
2: a really sad thing when someone that's like like you said could go out and really. Sell out any th- number of theaters across the country and people, he'd do g- killer shows. And um, yeah, it's tough that that's not even an option now. So it's like, uh, I feel bad for his family, I feel bad for him. Yeah, it's, that's, uh, that's the tough know. thing when that situation. You're at right, the yeah, family. got three awake, kids. Man. Yeah, three kids and stuff. How about
0: how about you? With my, is you influenced? you big big fan? I'm the
1: same thing, kind of, John. It's not really like my style, but I mean, I've always seen him around. He's always funny and um, just to, there's nothing you could ever like try to duplicate in any way. He had his own kind of. I was almost. I don't know. Like a, trying to think he even had to describe them almost like Jonathan Winters on cocaine in a way <laughs> he really was you know to have that diversity <laughs> of talent to be able to do that to kill you know stand up and then still win an an Academy Award for being a dramatic actor I mean that's there's not a whole lot of there's a handful of people maybe in I can't even name anyone else that's able to do that to be, that have a talent that that's that diverse. That's yeah.
0: Well, well said, Mike. And, and you too, Johnny. Same thing because although he didn't totally influence me or whatever, but in a way he did. Maybe in certain ways, like you said, not the style because you couldn't. No one could copy
1: that style. But in a way, you see so that you're like that looks like fun. I want to do that.
0: Yeah, in that that, that yeah. Might be, And he was. We forget. Well, it's so long ago. He was a pioneer. He was one of the first. It's like Neil Armstrong on the moon, or whatever. I and mean, like he, the first, whatever. He, he catch a rising star was was a comedy club in, in improv in New York City. This is before the boom of the comedy clubs in the '80s, when when that format started. And then as we see comedians and comedy clubs as we see today, but that was not happening back then in the late '70s. There were a few coffee shop kind of clubs in certain cities. Bigger cities New York City Like I said Had Catch And in, in, had the Improv And a few other s- clubs You had guys like Andy Kaufman Freddie Prinz, David Brenner All these different Richard Belzer Belzer Richard Prior yeah. They are all working These clubs And these are Showcase clubs Yeah Belzer was The king of the club One of the kings there and, mm. and Robin Williams So Robin was a Juilliard guy And I remember There was a special They threw on They threw on Real late at night There was a, some kind of Syndicated show From Catch a Rising Star that I'm like this time, since late 70s, I'm like 16 or years old, 17. Robinwell was one of the first comedians. Him, Brenner, all the guys I mentioned, you know, Bells was a little darker. Bells did not have television stuff yet at that time, but he was a brilliant mm-hmm. club comedian, as he still is. But it, it, what happened was there was Shecky Green or i don't know bob hope whatever that was the style like the mountain comic guy was the guy still at that time you know like Mm -hmm. a joke more salt whatever it was like you know take my wife please whatever any i'm it was that was the style of comedy in other words joke joke boom punch joke joke punch joke joke so all of a sudden the comic club is the birth of the observational guy you know Mm where we see now and that's what was a new kind of they took it in a different direction. It was almost like a little theater going on there, you know, as far as a you know, little bit of bits of storytelling, anyway, at the beginning of that storytelling vibe where they would just do the observational, you know, style. Robin Williams, though, was one of the first I had ever seen on television on this Catch Rising Star thing. Because remember, when you're 17, in 19, late 70s, Johnny and Mike, you're talking. I'm watching Mike Douglas' show, Tonight's show. There wasn't cable with 90 stations. Merv. Merv. So you'd come <laughs> on, and they go, you know, ladies and gentlemen, here's our comedian. And he'd mm. come out. And Dinah Shore. Cosby was king. <laughs> you know, Cosby was king. He he was able to tell this story. But that observational thing was starting to break. And here comes Robin Williams, and I'm watching him. And he gets up, and he does this weird... Man, he's all over the place, Mm. and I remember just laughing hysterically, thinking, "This is—I never seen anything like this." And he's kind of doing that, and he—he does this thing about Shakespeare high or something. If he was high, oh yeah, and he's like, "Oh, look at that—the moon. The moon stands there. Oh, it's hanging there like a testicle in the sky." That, that testicle in the skyline, I never forgot.
1: Yeah, That yeah. was the
0: line
2: that I, I thought was oh, genius. So funny. You know, dirty, but clever, fun. So, anyway. Didn't he put like a sword in between a woman's thighs and try to pull it out or something? Yeah, all <laughs> this. St- yeah, the whole. Like th- Excalibur or whatever. Th- the whole deal, yeah. And then the 90 lines of impro- improvisation
0: in I was blown away. This was on like real late at night, on some weekend or something, you know. Me and my mm-hmm. buddies are staying up late or something, partying. I remember hey, that. Set. In, yeah, I remember that. In, in, so I thought, That's where I thought, wow, that's amazing to me. That's different. That is, he's a bro, he broke a mold in a way, or one of those guys that broke a mold. And all of a sudden, it took, it was meteoric with that much talent. That's all it took was there was one, one, Appearance on Happy Days. That was what it was. In a, in a ridiculous
1: one is, uh, is an alien. Yeah. He mm-hmm. takes
0: this alien thing and they turn it into a television show, which is a huge hit it for was like, like in five Like
1: Dream or something. They, I, the, the alien comes in and he got his own show from that. And it becomes a huge five hit. Five minutes. Or... They,
0: Mike, they said, according to what I've heard from different friends and, and from what I read, they had no script, basically. It was blank cue cards for Robin's lines. So he wrote it, basically, most of it. Mm-hmm. I'm sure he had the beginning and the middle and the end and stuff, but he would basically most of the lines from Mork, which is him getting up riffing, he becomes this huge hit. But it's a pretty just fascinating thing. You know, he was a pioneer, broke that mold. Jonathan Winters was his influence, he said, but he mm-hmm. he was. He, he was Jonathan Winters on coke or steroids, whatever. Yeah. yeah. It, but it was, kind of, it was kind of a fascinating career. And then then he had the, another the thing he was one of the pioneers. If you think, think about this, guys. Who else do you know in those days? So, you're a little younger than me. So, the, the jump from television to movies was a big jump. So, you didn't have. If you were a TV actor, you were kind of categorized as a television actor. You really didn't jump into movies. Robin Williams was one of the first TV guys to jump over to movies. There were a couple others, mm-hmm. and Reynolds and a few others. But I'm just saying, Robin Williams doing
2: that from work to all of a sudden. Yeah, World According to Garp is a really good, really great movie. Great and then. Movie. Uh, uh, you know, good morning. Call me, call me crazy. I liked Moscow on the Hudson, John. That was a, no. <laughs> I agree, with you, man. That was a funny movie. Yeah, he was a defector. He was yeah, a Soviet. Yeah, yeah. Yakov was in. Yes, that. he was.
1: And uh, during the height of the Cold War,
0: in the height of the Cold War, and <laughs> funny thing was, I remember talking at the time. I just now I'm on a comedian. I'm in the clubs and you know in the eighties and just talking to people. And there was always talk about Rob Williams was king. Is he? as he was right up to it when he passed he was the king <laughs> mm-hmm. but uh, they said he really needs a hit and all this and I said really and I said yeah I guess I guess Garp didn't make a lot of money John was critically acclaimed didn't yeah. make the money they thought but the movie that did the money in the credit was Good Morning Vietnam that was yeah that was that, big that was when he was launched in the, the stratosphere and then like as you said Mike the Academy Award acting roles he came with that Good Will yeah, Hunting, good old which old was hunting. a chance probably taking it, you know, have him do dramatic stuff. But he did Dead Poets, Fisher King,
1: yeah, Awakenings,
0: yeah, Awakenings, yeah. What Dreams May Come,
1: World's Greatest Dad. Was how is that? It's good, it's, it's really a, good. It's, it's, yeah. I mean, You're it's, it's gonna be really weird to see it now because Wait, he talks it talks about yeah, suicide. So it's it's really. Side, good, and i will i will get it bobcat's yeah. movie yeah it's
2: bobcat's movie
0: and it's
1: but it's good yeah uh, all right it i'm is, all over it. it i will get that I'll, I'll i'll try it out it would be a little tougher to watch now yeah, yeah. well you it's, know it's, it's good it's ironically
0: you know it's wild is here and it's kind of that.
1: realistic in a way Re-
0: but and it's about suicide yeah a little bit yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, well there's another movie that i was going to say and i didn't realize it till later i, I was uh Oh, I don't thank Chris Moore for having me on his show. By the way, we talked about Rob when he passed, and he asked him a questions. But one of the movies I'd mentioned later, my wife Hetty said, "Oh, Jim, said, you know that's isn't that weird? A movie we, we both love, What Dreams May Come, and the basis of it is suicide. It's, yeah. it's kind of wild. You're saying those two movies are mm-hmm. both movies we both brought up and we love But yeah, it's I do great great career. We, it's weird how much he affected us because we don't know him, but we do. Right? Yeah. It's like one of those people. Mm-hmm. He's one of those special people who's iconic.
2: To where the president commented on You know, very short side note, but uh, the funniest thing I've ever seen Robin Williams do is a, a Saturday Night Live sketch where his wife is pregnant and yeah. he convinces her to oh, hold yeah. the camera throughout <laughs> the birth, <laughs> through, through the trip to the <laughs> hospital, to the birth. So, and he's making jokes. He's being himself the whole time. So, yeah. like, she's like in clearly in agony and he's like looking at his wife between the view is between her legs and he's standing there like he's like hey honey is the mad mad and uh, and, like he's like it's coming honey it's coming what does 666 mean (laughs) you know he's like doing all these jokes about his wife Wow, she's having a baby, and then at the very end, when she's having the baby, the last thing you hear him yelling is "Keep me in frame, keep me in frame." <laughs> <laughs> he's like just being this demanding. Uh, that
1: I remember that's because oh. that's funny too. When he's oh. down there. He's like, "Oh, I'm going to be here with you at your cervix. Like, yeah, yeah. Like that, <laughs> yeah. Like. Right. At your cer- Yeah, he was making all
2: these funny jokes, and Amen. she was not having it. Well, hey,
0: re- re- made a lot. He made us all laugh. That's it's. He's the great Robin Williams, man. Rest in peace. We'll be. It's one of those things, Johnny. We'll be talking about things like that skits, skits that he's done, whether it's SNL or scenes in movies for, yeah. for years and years. Man, he made an impact. So, rest in peace, Robin Williams and and uh, Sophie Maslow. but this this has been a kind of a really you know thought. I didn't expect this to be this
2: you know a lot of cath- cathartic type show here. Yeah, what are we going to talk about next? I'm, I'm thinking Missouri. Yeah, <laughs> yeah let's,
1: yeah, let's just go, go right in, in there. Let's just go to the go, Ebola virus. Let's go right in there, and, and then what's,
0: what's going on with the cancer cure update? Uh. Let's go for there. <laughs> let's just move. And that's the, 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 i tell you what, since we're on, let's go to history. How about that? I got some history news for us. <laughs> you know, I, I, have to, I have to tell you, I've been getting into this, as you know, Netflix. I'm nuts over Netflix and
2: Amazon. And I started. gonna get Jimmy a t shirt that says nuts over Netflix. You know what,
0: John? Yeah. Copyright it. There it
2: is. There's our million. I <laughs> uh, I uh It's just Jimmy's nuts on the on the Netflix logo. <laughs> <laughs> Unmanicured. God I yep. love it. Oh, of course. No apologies. Nope. nope. Just right there. Right at you.
0: <laughs> nuts over Netflix. Balls well, out. I can balls out. But I got so I so I uh I get this documentary on World War Two, II, and it, it, which I'm fascinated, at World War Two, and you know how, I know Brookhouse is the greatest generation. It was amazing, those guys, American, the American, our generation, the it's generation that one. did that. They, they were amazing, yeah, real heroes. And this one guy, John, started talking about the war, and this, this, they had all these historians, and this guy starts talking about how Hitler uh, lost the war in a couple different ways, and, and these guys were talking about some many flaws that this guy had now now hitler who was the most evil person ever i think on the planet one of the in history as we know this mm-hmm. is yeah it's, top one percent top one percent You're talking evil right <laughs> horrible mm-hmm. evil person uh, they they start talking about this guy goes you know hitler was lazy it got my interest yeah i'm like wow and the historian goes he liked to sleep a lot and he said he didn't let you wake him up. He didn't like being woken up. And if you woke him up, you know, they didn't want to piss him off because he's, you know, well, he's a little crazy, right? Or a lot crazy. They said he was sleeping, John, during the Normandy invasion. This historian said they couldn't wake him up because the guy was afraid to wake him up. And they wanted to, this one general wanted to move a million troops from this other area, from inland, to move them to the beach to push us back out into the ocean. Mm-hmm. Because Rommel said, "Hey, if they get in, they get you know, Americans got us right."
2: Mm-hmm. Jimmy so, sounds like he's describing it like Jeff Spicoli described. it. Yeah, but he's like, I, I, so Rommel I, was I, like, I, "Hey, dude. hey, dude, this is our time." <laughs> <laughs> That's what it is, Mister Hand. R- Rommel, 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 was all like, "This is bullshit, Rommel's man." Rommel's <laughs> Mister Hand.
0: <laughs> so, so, uh, so they can't wait, but I, I'm listening. Oh my god. What was that daily ritual like waking Hitler up? Right? Yeah, yeah. I don't want
1: to do it. you there. The Americans on the beach. Uh,
0: ten more minutes. <laughs> 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 Wake up. I don't want to go to school, Mommy. The school boys will come later. You know, it's probably some sick, crazy, twisted, yeah. You no,
2: know, They had alarm
0: clocks back then, right? You would yeah. think. You know I mean? Well, Hitler had mm-hmm. people there to do it. Mm-hmm scumbag and, and listen, the, the other, he wasn't scumbag the other thing was he, he, they, he fancied himself to be an artist okay right. he was frustrated a, artist and he so he, he would delve into other things music and they said he, he thought he was charming he said he, they said he thought he was funny and he would tell these jokes the generals and they'd have to kind of laugh okay because you don't want to get shot and <laughs> I'm listening to all this I'm thinking wow I, what would Hitler be like as a, as a, as a stand up you know, if he thought he was funny, would, you know, what would, would he do? Would he, would he have the general sitting there doing this? All right, everybody. How many of you, by applause, how many of you were invaded by the, for the first time
1: tonight? <laughs> <laughs> I could see him. Two as, Jews walk into a bar. it would be heavy on the
0: Jewish humor, I think. <laughs> exactly. throwing some yeah, gay yeah stuff. without yeah. question. Oh, my God. I was like, yeah, it's just uh, well, you know, he was a sick, twisted human being, but he, I guess he had other, you know, just like everybody else had weird quirks. Jeez. I would say, yeah, yeah wow. A couple,
2: a couple weird quirks. That's wild stuff. There. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, I wouldn't want to be the guy that had to wake up Hitler. Are you so or be in his audience? So, um, <laughs> what else did you take from that documentary besides that uh, Hitler was a? Uh, that he was a real fuck up. That he was, you know, and no one, and, and he is so. That's what ha- what I took away
0: was that. Thank God for, uh, you know, the, the Americans and our, the Allies at that time, or we'd all be you know, under some kind of communist dictatorship rule. But it goes to show, like, with dictatorship, you give too much power to one person. How that can just, that, that, that rarely, I, don't, I can't see how that could ever go, go right because this is one person who mm-hmm. thought he was some sort of god. That's what I kind of took away from, it. there's a guy who didn't listen to anybody. He thought he was a strategist. Right. He thought he was the fucking man, and he was a fuck-up the whole time, really. He had the first fucking jet, the first jet, and he didn't build enough of them. They said, "Build them." He goes, "No, no, no. We do not do defense because they couldn't put bombs on." me so "They can shoot down yeah. planes to defend." And he goes, "We don't do that here. We don't do that." Huh. Two Jews walking to a bar. <laughs> Why are you not laughing? <laughs>
2: <That's> what, <laughs> are you in the history of the? I, I, I just uh, find it fascinating. Yeah, no, I am. I am. I. Uh, I, I,
0: I learn all amazing. my historical
2: facts through uh, Netflix. Movie. I, I know everything I know about World War II from uh, Saving Private Ryan.
0: There you go. That's a good I watch, yeah, movies. Although and documentaries, Hitler does not appear do. in
2: anywhere in the movie, I get, you know, you get, yes, you get a vibe for it. Mm-hmm.
0: Well, Tom Hanks is—he saved the world a few times, right? Mm-hmm.
2: He died in that. <laughs> he died in that movie. Yeah. yeah, that's right. So sad. It's a tough one. It's a good one. Good movie though. Great movie. As a matter of fact, I remember going to—I saw that once and was just like so amazed by the first fifteen minutes of that movie with all the gunfire where they're coming in off the boats and all you hear is the ting 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 you know these guys are just dropping like flies i wa- the second time i went to it there was a couple like 3 Rose in front of me that brought there like three kids ranging from age four to nine. Wow! And the Ooh, movie not Aladdin. starts. <laughs> the Bad movie idea. starts, and it's just tink tink tink. These kids are like, "Why did you take us oh here? My God, they're in therapy today, <laughs> yeah. these kids." And it's all the blood. Why on the beach. are we watching this? <laughs> tink tink tink. This is the greatest generation. Shut up. Tink 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 tink. <laughs> Guy up. takes off his helmet, and then the next bullet goes through his skull. Oh, yeah, man, the Guy's crawling for his leg. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. look exactly. at the
1: eight-year-old. Just
0: don't be a wuss, all right? right. Here, take, eat your ra- eat your MRE, <laughs> eat your
1: rations. Right, take <laughs> you're your get kid into a porno or something. I know said, that might. That's happen where went in the next life. day. Made <laughs> oh, a man of them. <laughs> Awful.
0: Uh, wow, it, that was a great movie. though. that and my, that, uh, two movies like that to get me going. Saving Private Ryan and Band of Brothers. Man, I love Band of Brothers, the the series, the miniseries. Yeah, I never mm. saw that. Oh, you're kidding? No. John it's the greatest I have it you can watch I'll watch it with you I'd like to see it and they have the real guys from easy Company talking first and then they go to the what happened you know what actually happened and if you don't just you know charge forward after the when the guy I, I can't remember the guy the, the head guy from easy Company goes uh he said that his grandson said did, did you were you a hero and he goes no, but I served with some and they go to scene one nice you're, you're like, oh man hmm. yeah it's amazing hey i well, let's switch gears, right? Let's switch gears again. I want to talk about HBO's Hard Knocks, man, the Falcons. Football season here, preseason and all. By the way, are you guys ready you in this year for fantasy football? Yeah, sure. You're in? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it couldn't be any you worse might. than it was last year. you in? Yeah, yeah. All right, 29th, my house is the draft, okay? Okay. 29th, right. lock it in, my house. Uh, I'm scouting, though. Uh, Eric and I lost last year, too. We did not win. Uh, Steve Wetzel is the league champion. Now I have to tell you right now, guys. He
1: beat me in the final game.
0: Did did was you did you in the Super Bowl? Yeah, yeah, I lost. Wow, the Super Bowl. I'm so sorry. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I know it hurts because <laughs> it, you made it all it the way. It does hurt. Yeah, it's yeah. gonna
0: hurt worse now. You ready for this? I went nuts and I bought this trophy. Oh boy, that cost like a, a couple hundred. I call it. Yeah, I, <laughs> I went, I went nuts. It looks better than the Lombardi Trophy. Really? Yeah. It's awesome. I will get the picture up on jimcran.com. All right. I got You got no, no. Here's what you could be yours this year. John, it's got the plaques. It's got like 10 plaques oh, or eight plaques. so pla- you
2: can engrave it every year and pass it on? Yes. Nice. And, and whoever
0: wins gets to hold the trophy for the year. Like the, wow. cup. It's the Stanley Cup. And it's got enough for the, the next eight or 10 years, and then we can put it on the side. But it is nicer than the Lombardi trophy. It's beautiful. So, Mike... Just to make you feel worse today, you could have been on there. I know because we will put the first two it. champions on, and, uh, and you know inaugural you know, trophy wow. champion. How about that? You could have been on there next year. Well, it even worse. It's all going to be who we draft. It's all in the draft, man. I, I, mm-hmm. I'm studying hard. not Josh is pointing over to he, he didn't. He isn't won. Eric and I won the first year. We lost the second. Eric and I. We feel if we win this year, we could start talking dynasty and get t-shirts. <laughs> <laughs> That's the pressure we feel. You, you know, who, who are you going to draft first? Can you tell me? Cause uh, it doesn't matter who we tell first round. You know, what I mean? you know why? Because it's first round. It really does it, matter. It's, it's it, apples it, and oranges it, it, in a first round. No, it's not. It's
2: not because last year the. Uh Everybody was saying what a big year Trent Richardson was going to have because oh, Trent yes. Richardson yes, and he got had traded. nine touchdowns and a nine hundred yards as a rookie, so he's only going to get better. Mm-hmm. And I pick up tr- first pick Trent Richardson. I got, I think I drafted like eight. You believe the hype, and I believed the hype. believe the hype, and it. it was such a nightmare. Yes, and then coming back around it's the board, I got C.J. Spiller, who was also a oh, classic no underachiever. Yes, no, and then my first quarterback was Tom Brady, who had his first kind of off year yeah. in a yes. long yeah, 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 time. Yeah, 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 my draft was doomed uh, top three picks oh doomed, my god me. Yeah, that was that's, that's it. Clearly I don't still think about it but uh, I'm surprised
0: I'm I am surprised i am surprised you are still he's just, let it go. You're still GM of your team, oh, man. You're on so a hot seat, buddy. I should
2: have fired myself. You're
0: on a, yeah, you're on thin ice. Last
2: time you show up to a draft high, but yeah. yet yeah. I know that's I know that the that it's not true. It won't be the last time. Uh, yeah. No. No. Maybe this year <laughs> don't <laughs> Better, blame man. the weed. I'm not I, I'm, I would never blame the weed. Sometimes <laughs> sometimes the weed can help sometimes. Yeah. Moment of
0: inspiration. I, I, I'd say right now, if I, uh, my first pick was, it would be uh, Peyton Manning. You know? Whoop, phone's ringing. This could be scouts calling here. Sorry, I didn't turn the ringer off, guys. My no, fault. That's, that's Eric actually calling on the my partner. I heard you talking about him. Okay. But, uh, yeah, it's 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 going to definitely be Peyton Manning if it could be the first pick. Got to go, Peyton. How about you, Peyton? Right? There's 50 touchdowns. You got to pick him. If he's available. And he throws 80 passes a game. So, 80 pa- man, yeah, that's, he's got to give you an advantage. You would up. take him first pick if you had a shot. That's what I'm saying. First like, be the pick. First shot. But you know
2: what? Here's the thing. I always say uh, reality over Fantasy League. I can't root for a guy that I can't even I can't even hear the guy talking without wanting to jump through uh, out a window or something. I'm I'm not Peyton Manning. I'm not. Oh, my God. I I share this with you. I can't be. I mean, I can't. I can't have a guy on my team that I don't also really like
1: for that reason either. Yeah. yeah. So I got to
2: find another player I like that is has equal value to Peyton Manning. is pretty close. You know, Aaron Rodgers might be that guy. it, It
0: doesn't matter what you think of Peyton Manning or Eli Manning. We have to put up with an entire year of Chris Collinsworth's crush on them. Oh, man. All the media have the crush on Peyton. But it is crazy with Collinsworth. All of them, yeah. Collinsworth drives me me insane with Peyton Manning and Eli Both. It's just like. Oh,
2: that's just Peyton Manning. Yeah, he can throw an (laughs) interception,
0: John, and and I have to listen to Collinsworth going, and they always have Archie up in the box. He's like, you know, there is Peyton Manning. That interception was, that's the guy I want on my team, John.
1: That was not his fault. That That was was not not his fault. fault.
0: That's the guy, Peyton Manning, I can tell you right now, Peyton Manning spent 22 hours in a film session, and that receiver's who's at fault, Al. That's who it is. And right, look up there is Archie Manning in the booth. Oh my God. That man has
1: magical sperm. I am telling you, (laughs) Eli. Peyton Cooper's adopted. There's
0: know. no doubt about
1: it. I, if I could be in a threesome. It would be with Eli and Peyton. I and would Archie dress, watching.
0: I would dress up as a woman for <laughs> Eli and Peyton. Man, that's what I mean. Al, I'm not afraid. Oh, to he be loves with them. Him. It's disgusting. It is. You can't take it. Seeing with Mozilla oil all over <laughs> him now.
1: You're, we're gonna put up with that all year. <laughs> it's, the it's, greatest man to ever walk on the earth, is yes, Peyton Manning. Yes.
2: He does believe he that. He
1: does, I know. He's like, he's number one, Jesus is number two, and my mom is number three. <laughs> like, Jesus, stop it. He <laughs> like, can't take he it. loves him so much. Oh, uh, He could do no wrong,
0: man. I love when they say that, you know. I love when they tell these players, all these players, they go, you know, he spends about 10 hours a day watching film. Bullshit You know they're watching right. porn, man They always see the guy in Hard Knocks, right? And they carry an iPad Like they're watching fucking game film Right They're watching game film They're watching all every Jenna Jameson collection Or or any porn, right? There's no <laughs> way There's no way Do you think these guys are watching 10 hours of tape? Like they say Chris Collins That's doubtful It's very doubtful right? When the these guys are so It would be so boring They can't be sitting there <laughs> with Peyton Manning 10 hours a day, you know well, just you know, just try to do a real good, good job. He's that shucks guy. Oh, yeah. Where does he? Where little does he shucks. find time to go looking
1: yeah. for crawdads? And, yeah, uh, I know. And, uh, and, what do uh, th- you know about football already? Well, in <laughs> the league for sixteen years.
0: Uh, yeah, just you know, doing crawdads for charity. Oh, so he's he's got so image conscious. Everything he says is just image conscious. He's, you
2: know, he, he he seems like a good guy though. <laughs> <laughs> See, that's the yeah. See, he got me. He got me. I know. That's what it is. He, Peyton Manning is single-handedly responsible for me never ordering Papa John's again. No, ever. I won't order either. Either, Will no, really do it Will never. not do it. Will
1: not do it. uh uh-uh. I can't stand those two fondling Imagine over if we each were other. A, a, Imagine if you had to hang
0: out with Chris Collins you just said something like that, if, John, if, John, if they oh, were our sponsor, God. I would say that. Yeah, me too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I would, But if he said, you know, he's a good guy, <laughs> good guy, he's a better guy than you'll ever be, Chris Collins.
1: <laughs> freak tells his wife i love you so and, much and, honey and but not as much as Could you put on a Pete Manning. Manning jersey while yeah, just- we do it <laughs> Put on, put on the eighteen, and I'll just remind you guys: he's got a
2: sub five hundred record in the playoffs.
1: Mm-hmm. That is a stat. Sub five hundred in the playoffs. I he will does. say,
0: I will see this in one defense of him, though. It, pisses, it does get me sometimes with winning announcers, though. And you're right, John. He does have better. He has a fucking ring, and it's killing announcers. It's killing the angry guys. So you have the Collinsworth guys mm-hmm. who are just, you know, I would love this man. I have knee pads that would just you no know, number eighteen on one eight. Mm. And then you have the other guy who's the Jim Romey kind of. Yeah. Disc. You grew up with Rome maybe, you know. Pig's bad. Bad man. <laughs> Terrible. <laughs> Joker. or whatever. And, and he has a ring. And it killed him last year. Because he can't say, one thing about him doesn't have a ring. Those guys couldn't say that because he has a championship. It didn't. He didn't give a shit if he won, really. Mm. So they would say something. They'd stretch it. I remember going, Eli has two. Eli has one. Yeah. <laughs> That's mm. not enough for me. You know, he has a and he's an MVP of a Super Bowl. He has nothing to prove, I guess. That was so funny. They were trying to make something out of it. Yeah. It there's, always be, yeah. there's always gonna be the right? haters. Right. You gotta have the
1: haters. Mark it Griffin won a Super Bowl too.
0: That's true, but still you can't you know what though and they he can't give you old, he can't get <laughs> never <laughs> win the Super Bowl and he will always be empty and stuff and that'd be great for those guys who hate him because you know you want that empty feeling later. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but no, he could go, all oh, shucks, got the ring. Ain't got no empathy the him. Knock Danny. Oh, shucks. <laughs> Although Danny Marino is greatest quarterback ever. Do you think you need a ring to be the greatest? I think I don't. I don't. I mean, it's a guy like Danny Marino, man. Yeah, I think he's the greatest. I, think he did. I
2: don't think he was. I think Montana was the greatest, and not just because he wore four, won well, four rings, like but because he was Mister Clutch in the fourth quarter. I agree. With and my, Marino had a lot of comebacks too. He did. He won championships, in, in you know, not not
0: the Super Bowl though. Elway was awesome too. With that whole class of quarterbacks that era, yeah. That is like in 1968 with baseball with the pitchers, Mm -hmm. you know Gibson, Seaver, Carlton all those guys. That era, man, that was an amazing era for quarterbacks in the NFL. That was where NFL I think went to the Super Bowl.
1: I think too. Like if you had the pick, if you had the you had you were down, you had one game winning drive to go, and who'd you put in there to win a big game? Elway, no doubt. I would put Montana. I'd put Montana, Montana, Montana. Montana. It wouldn't be Peyton. I'll go Elway all (laughs) the way because of the arm. It wouldn't be Peyton. No way. I mean, he, neither. He's lost so many big games that I wouldn't play.
0: Wouldn't it be funny that. if Collinsworth was life-dependent? on go, sorry, Peyton, I love you with all my heart, but no, it's not going to be. <laughs> he couldn't do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I no, not if, it, not if your life depended on it. I would say, see, I'll wait for me, because he had that arm at Cannon, that arm to get, you know. But, my
2: God, you're right. Montana, Amazing. You always felt like you had a chance to win if you got the ball back with a minute twenty left. You always I, felt like you I got it. I got that you, magic in a bottle. I got to tell you guys, Ben Roethlisberger with that that uh, drive
0: and, and that—I mean—in the, in the Super Bowl, that guy is pretty amazing. That is very. This Montana esque
1: He was perfect on the last. I mean, drive. he.
0: But I've seen him in drives at the end of games where where you know other guys would fold. Mm-hmm. He's up there, and I think he's up there with one of the guys great clutch quarterback clutch yeah. quarterbacks right yeah he's got two rings well go. I sounded like Chris Collins or then I'll tell you right <laughs> now ben, no, there. God, oh my god the way uh, he moves he's got a tan but yet he doesn't have a tan I don't know how he does it
1: looks good Wearing right. a helmet
0: but yeah, the tan still shows up uh, yeah I don't know yeah he, he's one of the clutch guys I, I we, we got some great yeah I, I I, think Elway Ben how about Brady none of us mentioned Brady Brady, yeah. Huh? Well, he's stay yeah. up there, too. What? Too cute for you? <laughs> <laughs> too cutesy? <laughs> <laughs> he wrote for no one who has better hair than us. Yeah, Tom Brady's a lot of big games. That's crazy. He hasn't won a Super Bowl in
1: 10 years.
0: Uh, you know, it is crazy. The, but he was in one, right? He, was in, he lost
1: a couple. He lost to Eli twice. <laughs>
0: Isn't that wild, man? This guy's so
1: fucking Eli good. Eli got him was, twice. <laughs> Thank you, David won. Tyree. Or, or Brady would have been 5-0 and 0 if it wasn't for Eli Manning. He, and yes, David Tyree. He yeah.
0: has three... three championship rings and, and lost two, two. Yeah. That, that's an amazing resume Eli. How, what a weird resume that guy's been in Super Bowl almost half of his career Ready? Yeah. yeah so hey speaking of some sports let's do it let's go Mikey Mike Mike Wysocki
1: which was his sports let's bring some sports in here okay since we're, since well, we're talking sports I didn't even mention Joe Montana no, because we're going to start with a farewell to Candlestick Park former home of John Evans beloved San Francisco 49ers they're moving into new Levi Stadium, and unlike Levi Jeans, this stadium was not constructed with child slave labor—a new oh. beginning. But uh, real quick, my top three Candlestick Park moments: Number one, going the opposite way, Beatles concert, the last one in nineteen sixty-six. Tough to top that. Number two, the catch: Joe Montana to Dwight Clark, pass an outstretched Everson Walls, helping Joe Montana to get to his first Super Bowl first the four wins that was the first game I ever bet on I remember I was really? in third grade and I hated the Cowboys so much <laughs> uh, yeah. that I bet a dollar that uh they would lose that game and I won <laughs> was it, it I was at so, the beginning
0: of your gambling beginning of a gambling like...
1: addiction I've never recovered, <laughs> never recovered. from and then number three Juan Marichal taking a bat the Dodgers catcher John Roseboro <laughs> hitting him twice in the head I don't know if you ever remember that yeah yeah beat him twice in the head Uh, Marischal was suspended eight games for that, six more than Ray Rice got for beating the shit out of his future wife. So let that be a lesson to the NFL wife beaters out there. You might (laughs) lose two games pay if you beat the hell out of a woman. Fair deal preseason football's in swing and it sucks why on earth do people pay regular season ticket prices to watch games that mean nothing absolutely nothing and why four games that's a quarter of the season hockey's a tough sport but they don't play 20 exhibition games to start the season also come this season you'll hear the unfamiliar term world champion seattle That's a weird one too. Like I was like I would even caught myself the other who won the Super Bowl last year and I forgot Mm -hmm. it was the Seattle Seahawks. (laughs) The Seahawks defend their title being only the second time that city has ever had a championship parade. Wow. That's it. The Sonic the Supersonics, who they don't even have anymore, won the NBA (laughs) title in the seventies, and that's the first time Seattle's ever won anything. The Little League World Series in Williamsport this year, an event joined by parents, kids, and pedophiles alike. That's nice that everyone can get together and watch that. (laughs) This year, the talk is about Monet Davis, a girl from Philadelphia who's throwing shutouts and can rev it up to 70 miles an hour. Have you seen this? No. I mean... I, it's amazing. I remember... I It was years ago, but I remember I took one of those bullpen things and threw... That's what I could throw when I was, like, maybe 20 years old <laughs> or something. <laughs> Throwing as hard as I could with 70 miles an hour. This girl's 12. And um, she would have been good enough wow. to make the 2010 Pittsburgh Pirates. with so that kind of... heat. Yes, absolutely. And uh, the Pirates this year, still in a race, but fading. Uh, it's been kind of tough. They have two guys on the bench. One's named Jason Nix and one named Michael Martinez... Who are batting their batting averages are .134 and .132 respectively which is about my blood alcohol level after a show so come on <laughs> pirates let's get to that we got to get these guys they're hitting like girls i'd rather have jim abbott who was an 095 lifetime hitter with one arm than these two guys. So <laughs> hopefully the Pirates will get their shit together and uh, preseason football will be over in a few weeks and then the real thing begins. Thanks, Mike.
0: Mike Wysocki of Twisted Sports. Jim Cran, no restrictions. Let's go to a quick commercial. We'll be back in one minute. Keep it here. Don't move. Be right back after this. If your business,
1: whether large or small, is in need of commercial collections, choose Prime Core Group. Prime Core Group is a Pittsburgh-based corporate collections agency. Now, if your business is owed money, PrimeCore Group is there to help you. On a contingency basis only, PrimeCore Group will recover what is owed to you in a professional and trusted manner. Contact PrimeCore Group today by going to PrimeCoreGroup.com.
0: No Restrictions. It's Jim Grant. No Restrictions on the Sideshow Network. Great sports, Mike. Uh, okay. uh, yeah, I'm ready for for football. I know we're talking a little bit of fantasy. Uh, hard Knocks on HBO. Been into it. I like the little behind-the-scenes thing. I don't know why. It's like a, a weird voyeuristic thing to watch guys get cut. I uh, you, you just sit there
1: and it's, you're, you're squeamish, but I still watch. I couldn't find a more interesting team than the Falcons. That's the <laughs> one that you know.
0: There are teams now that have to do it. I believe. It's,
1: I, I guess I, so. Yeah, yeah, you can't keep
0: doing the same. I, they have yeah. to do it. Like, I, I wonder. It's probably a pain in the ass for these guys, and you know, it's not like they want cameras in our locker. I would guess, right? No, nah, I wouldn't so, think so. It'd be so. Interesting. Yeah, your thr-
2: your name's thrown into a hat if you win less than like eight games or something like oh I was wondering how they picked Uh so Uh yeah so the teams that have winning records playoff teams are automatically they don't have to I mean they could if they wanted to but but no one wants to bring that circus to their camp Gives you incentive to win a little
1: more it does yeah (laughs) what's a pain
0: in the ass and it was interesting though uh who's the coach Mike Smith is that the coach yeah I think so he, Isn't that weird? He's so generic that coach right? I don't remember. His name. He's like one of the winningest coaches right in the last four years. But yeah, that's you know, maybe that's the problem. But anyway, he's he stands up there and he goes, John, he goes he says, You know, I'm tired of people calling us a soft team and all this and we're not a soft. Team. And I start thinking of that with announcers call football. You've you've heard that a million times. That mm-hmm. team's soft. Yeah. They're soft.
1: They have a soft schedule.
0: In the NFL, you there is—is is there really a soft team? Is it possible? No. Even if you're losing all the time, it's an NFL. I think it's an you. insult to call someone. <laughs> yeah. I mean, all these defenses, you know, offense—they're hitting just as hard. Right? They have linebackers two fifty running four four. The mm-hmm. fuck is a soft team, man? No man. Is it like Tim Gunn from Project Runway in a safety? Like, I'm your safety, Tim Gunn. <laughs> and I'm soft, but I don't he care. Team gets the
1: ball and just runs directly out of bounds every time the boy getting hit because I'm free. I'm a free safety, Mike.
0: <laughs> don't hit me. I see you running round and I just I don't have to hit you. I wrap you like a bow, blowing your blowhole. Tag. Say physical. <laughs> May not be physical, but I'm not afraid to give you a physical. Ten <laughs> gun go for it. <laughs> They, they make it sound like that. Like, these guys are hitting like just like any other team. I think it's funny that they say that
1: shit. Announcers just make soft. shit up to say. What the hell is in space? That just came That's out in the last good couple one. years. That great one in space. crazy. Oh, oh he's great good in, in space. space. Get him in some space, and he's good. Mike Mayock is the
0: king what the hell of that. Is that? Shit. He start. I think Mike Mayock started. He's not the biggest announcer or anything, but I think other announcers watch him. Downhill running. Like he's the runner. Bob Dylan of announcers. Of sports yeah. announcers. Like he's all the original cool things, and the other guys pick it off him. You know. Like they saw, they saw, like you know, in space and or, or with all that, and and they brought it separation. To, oh, yeah. you mean he's you mean fast? Separation. He runs downhill. It's mm-hmm. like you know. Then then <laughs> then the mainstream guys see him and they bring it to their you know Eli Manning. I would hold him in space,
1: right there, yeah. with him <laughs> in for space. I'd
2: go to space with him. It's like, it's like a Sandra Bullock movie. It wouldn't be alone like her. <laughs> <But> <laughs> just, just me and him in the space shuttle <laughs> out <in> space. <laughs> he's, out of this, he's out of the world. Yes, he
0: like, man. He's out of the world. Oh, god, my oh, god, it's <laughs> so hard.
1: But, uh, a game with possible playoff implications. I hate that one. That, yeah. There means nothing around week 10. Right. Possible playoff implications. I wonder what this
2: year's going to What the fuck is
0: that?
1: He's a gamer. <laughs> he's
2: uh.
0: There's a couple... A gamer, I
2: right, know. Uh, he's a gamer. This guy's a gamer. This guy's just a football player. That's all he's he is. He's just mm-hmm. a football... I love that. I love that Which one. Teams. He's a
0: throwback. He's a throwback. I like when he's just a football player, because translation, he's a fucking moron. Yeah. Right? He's a yeah. simple
1: moron. He knows ball go run. It should yeah. be playing without a helmet cuz it wouldn't matter if he got his head hit and he's kind of an idiot. He is just a football player. He's a gym rat. That's a good one. I love that.
0: <laughs> Don't you love
2: that? Yeah. <laughs> always always like it more for basketball, but I like it uh They're bringing it. Yeah, they yeah. brought the football last yeah. year. Gym
0: rat's big. That's huge. that's uh, What's has got to be there's, there's so many of these
1: these weird they're in just, space is
0: awesome, like,
1: was a Yeah, one. I know they said all the time. It just how good is he in about. space? Yeah, how mm-hmm. is he in space, man? It's like, Jesus.
0: <laughs> wow. It's, yeah, it's, well, just be, don't just don't be soft, but if you are, be proud. Says Coach <laughs> in Free Safety Tim Gunn Be proud. Well, you always should wrap the show up on Tim Gunn Tim's a closer. Mm-hmm. Can't, <laughs> Can't top Tim.
1: Yeah, since you know can't top Tim. Doo, you can't doo, do, top do, Tim, and you can't top Chris <laughs> Collins' to love for Eli and Peyton. God, he so loves him. Right? He's jerking off to them right now. Right this
0: second, buddy. <laughs> you don't
1: even do that. No, Mike, don't insult me.
0: You massage for that. It's <laughs> the
2: Mannings.
0: That would be a reality show. The Mannings. You know they approached him.
2: Oh, yeah! I of see. I, oh,
0: but I saw the Wahlbergs, which is a good one. I'm not. i way off the subject, which isn't bad. It's pretty funny. They yeah, the hamburger I saw that. joint.
2: I get it, Wahlburgers. I get it. Your last yeah. day's well, uh whatever. It, Wahlberg, up with that five.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Our last day's Wahlberg. You know. What would
0: we call a burger place? They've been playing that for years, right. bro. Yeah, oh, the burger looks good though
2: looks great. Yeah. yeah, looks like they know what they're doing, huh? It
0: does. The guy, the br- one brother's the cook, man. He knows what the hell he's doing. Yeah, he's the genius as far as the food. It, I, I want to go, I want to fly to Boston to get a That's so I'm trying to talk you guys into it. Want to go? I'll do that for burgers. Podcast a burger. live from Wahlburgers. <laughs> yes, I'm a burger nut. I love burgers. When I started seeing it, you know, I'm like, man, that's a damn good burger. I have to try it. It looks good anyway. It looks great. Mm-hmm. But, but uh, we're, We went to the uh, Kama K, Kamache in Los Angeles. was... Touted as one of the best burgers when I was out there, man. I had to try it. It was it was awesome. Tassaro's here in Pittsburgh may be the best I've ever had. So really, uh, yeah, uh huh. Tassaro's in Pittsburgh. John, now, does include that include too. Hardee's or no? That include <laughs> no. That includes Hardee's, and you know, notice I didn't laugh when you said it because I, I take the food fast food seriously. Some of them can compete. These fast food play Hardee's is a great burger, by the way, fast food wise. But, no, they are the best that I've ever had. And I have no – believe me, I have no deals with them or anything. I'm just – that's so <laughs> wide open. Wow, well, I'm going to have to spot, check that out. Oh, no. Yeah, it's the real deal, man. But, anyway, hey, thank you. thanks so much for, for uh, downloading us and streaming us and listening to the show. Uh, we we appreciate your loyalty. You had a blast hanging out, goofing around today. And we'll, we'll let you know who we picked in fantasy football. It's coming up, right?
1: Yep, 29th.
0: We're going to break Johnny. I promise you, Johnny, we'll have a better team
2: this year, right? <laughs> Yeah. Well, uh yes. I can't don't, promise you he's don't not going to be any high Cleveland the to do they, right, they can't <laughs> be I can't be any worse than I was last year. It was so bad.
0: Yes. This uh, it's good though. The good news is you it's a great you're gonna double
1: your wins. You had like what, one, two I think I won like about that. four five games. Oh, you're on your way. Don't pick Ray Rice. No, don't go Ray you Ray. You have to put him on the bench the first two games yeah. anyway. Well, that's right, well, Mike. That's what you get. Mikey's always in the championship, too. He's, he's always
0: <laughs> there. You're the Buffalo Bills of our league. You're going to win this show, though, <laughs> oh, buddy. Hey, thanks so much. Well, this is Jim Cran. Uh, no restrictions on the Sideshow Network. Thanks.